Let's thank the Lord for everybody serving us today. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Yeah, I had something this week. Something jumped on me. And I have a kidney issue, I think, possibly. But it is what it is. You know what I mean? So uh, if you weren't such a good church, I wouldn't be here. I'll tell you that. I thought about that on the way. They're so good. I don't mind being here with them. Amen. But I thought I'd just stay up here. I'm not going to hug your neck and all that mess. Okay? Even though uh, any fever I had or anything, it's all gone and all that good stuff. So who knows what it was for? I don't know. I just keep plugging. Amen. Can you say keep plugging? That's what we do, right? That's what we do. Come on, man. Come on. I got a nice bass voice, though, now. I could sing bass. Very good. Ronnie, how you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. Let's go to the Word this morning. See what we can find. Raji, how you doing back there? Did you miss me for 30 minutes? Not really. I know. I know, Raji. I know. I know, Raji. Here we go. Let's go to the message. Thank you for being here today and uh, the blessing that you are. I listened to the whole service, so it's not like I wasn't here with you. I just want out here. But I listen. I'm, that's the beauty of this, uh, what they do. We can be online. I can be anywhere and listen to the service. That's incredible, isn't it? Anywhere in the world. Yeah, let's thank the Lord. That's crazy. Crazy. If today's your first time with us, I'm Pastor Gary. I'm tickled that you're here today, and uh, Inglewood's my town. I grew up in Rockingham, North Carolina. Came here when I was about 20 years old. How are you doing, buddy? And uh, praise God, good to see you. And came here when I was not quite 20, about 19, and I'm 59. So I've been here 40 years. Crazy, ain't it? And uh, we started Fellowship Church 19 years ago. That's crazy. Next year, our 20th uh, anniversary. And prior to that, I was 17 years at a Baptist ministry, which was, which was great. But I sure like this a whole lot better. I like it where you can just be yourself, dress like you want to, have your hair any length you want to, and or whatever, or have no hair. How about that? And And not a bunch of rules that we make up. Did y'all hear me or not? Doesn't mean I don't appreciate my back background. I do. But guys, as I get older, I've learned, my gosh, where'd that come from? That ain't in the Bible. And uh, so it's interesting. Uh, so anyway, we started fellowship. We're not a perfect church by any means. But our emphasis here is that we love Jesus and we love people. Love the Lord your God. Hey, buddy, sorry I wasn't helping you yesterday. I got this guy to help with my daughter's cabinets, and then I bailed on him. That's a bum, ain't it, right there. This is a bum when does that. But anyway, she sure was happy, though. Yeah, he got, did you hear that? He got something done. Me not running in my mouth with him when he's working. Hey, that's funny. But anyway, uh, the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Hey, buddy, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as your what? And all this hangs all the law and the commandments. All right? I'm saying all that to say this. We're in a series right now called Change My Mind. But specifically, we're talking about, for the next couple of weeks, last week included, righteousness versus self-righteousness. And there's nobody better at being self-righteous than the church. I mean, we're pros at this stuff. I went to college for it. I mean, the rules, the this, the that. I mean, I've sat in classes and... And uh, had the teaching of why this is the wrong way and this is the right way. And, oh, my gosh, you know, it's just crazy. And so it's, it's a battle. When we talk about changing our mind, we want to fight self-righteousness. Y'all hear me or not? 
So let's talk about it. Here we go. Let's go to the Word this morning. Righteous or self-righteous? Raj, let's see what you got. I know you're going to unpack some stuff for me today. Righteous. Would you say what righteous is? This is from Webster's Dictionary. It means what? Help me now. Virtuous, blameless, justified, and it means worthy. Now, this is what the word means. I thought righteous meant that I was like, went to church and, you know, did all this stuff and... Well, it might can mean that, but it, back it up one more time, Roger. Let's look at what righteous really means. It means virtuous. It means blameless. Fat chance you and me being blameless without Jesus. Amen? Come on. Justified? You're going to justify yourself? Isn't that what self-righteousness is when you justify yourself? And it means worthy. I, I think most of us on our best day wouldn't say we're worthy. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, now we know we're worthy in Christ, but worthy outside of Christ? I don't think so. So what does self-righteous mean? We talked about it last week. Just, just say it with me. It means what? Self-virtue, self-blameless, self, and self-what? Worthy. And the thing about church, if you're not careful, you can surround yourself with people that are self-righteous, and you're self-righteous, and all of a sudden, well, what a happy planet, right? But not really. Not really. The ones you're not really self-righteous around, guess who they are? Your family. Yes or no? Isn't it funny how it don't fly at the house? You know what I mean? Flies at other places. Church, though, come on. Church is like a runway for self-righteousness. Land that self-righteous plane. Come on in. But at the house, it's like wrong runway. You know what I mean? Because, boy, your wife will call you out on it, or your husband will call, and your kids will. Your kids, I mean, they know. And uh, so why not let's try to get this down? Amen? Say, let's learn a little bit. Change my mind, Lord. I don't want to be self-righteous. I don't want to be a self-righteous jerk. You know, self-righteous, the word after self-righteous, if someone calls you that, is usually an ugly word. <laughs> You're a self-righteous Beautiful person. I don't think so. You're a self-righteous bum. And if you cuss, you're a self-righteous blank, blank, blank. You know what I mean? It's crazy. So we don't want to be that, right? Yes or no? Come on. Now, only God can declare me righteous. Say that with me. Only God can declare me righteous. And that's what I want. God sees my heart. He sees my heart. He knows me. God is holy. Say this with me. God is holy and I am not. So if I'm going to have, if I'm going to get my righteousness, I need to get it from Him. This is something I need to fight and, uh, change my mind, Lord. Let's review right quick. What have we learned in this series so far? Here's what we've learned. Every time I look at a different passage about the mind of Christ, they're the same. They're almost always the same things. Number one, number one, number one, humility. Would humility help you with self-righteousness, yes or no? Isn't that funny how that just worked? Obedient. Obedient. Not lying. Jesus is truth. How about you and I be truth? If we're people of truth, it's going to be a harder thing for us to be self-righteous. I'm just saying, so many of the things that we've learned has been in the mind of Christ, will help us with this self-righteousness. You, did I lose you on that or not? 
Okay? So let's now let's unwrap this next package. This is going to be fun. So we looked at last week, we looked at the offering. Remember that? If when you have an offering and you bring your offering to the Lord, look, God, and you have, your brother has ought with you. Doesn't mean your brother doesn't like the color of your tie or your hairdo. It doesn't mean if your brother doesn't like maybe your accent or where you came from or whatever. It doesn't mean anything like that. What it means is you've done something wrong to your brother. And he has a good reason to be angry with you and to be hurt by you and offended by you. Then God says when you bring your offering, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, you remember that your brother, you remember. See, self-righteousness hurts our memory, doesn't it? Yes or no? Self-righteousness hurts the old memory. Isn't it funny? Some of the most judgmental people are people who are what? Self-righteous. See, they're good. We ain't. All right? So if you bring your gift to the altar, you remember your brother has ought against you. What does that mean? Does it mean he doesn't just like you? It means you've offended him. You've done something wrong to him. It's clear as crystal. And yet you just, you know, going to go ahead and live your life and just bring your little gift and have your religion. And God says, excuse me, Jesus' mind says, leave your gift. People matter more to me than whatever you just left right there. Did y'all hear me or not? So, that's what we learned last week. Leave your gift, go your way, say it with me, be what? Boy, y'all are sleepy. Be reconciled to your what? To your brother. And then come off of your gift. God's not saying, I don't want to have this relationship with you, and I appreciate, you know, your heart wanting to give. All that, that's all good. That's fine. But he says, you know, people matter more. Why don't you go take care of your brother or your sister or your family member? Amen? It's funny how in the church, and I've heard it over the years, guys. This is, I'm not making this crap up. People that are supposedly spiritual, they'll talk to me on the fly sometimes about how much they hate their family. It becomes commonplace to talk about your brother or your sister or your mother or your dad. You know what? I, I know people hurt us and mess like that, but a lot of times we're, we're hurting people, and we need to get that right. Amen. What if they don't accept it? What if they don't? I'm not saying it's going to get fixed, but i got to make an effort to get that right. Yes? Okay. Amen. I can't hear real good, but anyway. I think you're out there. Here we go. So, here we go. This is one of my favorite passages. This also got me to church this morning. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Number three. So we talk. This is not me talking. It's Jesus talking. He talked about the offering. Why don't you humble yourself? See what he's saying? Be obedient. Quit lying. When you bring that offering, if you've got a brother that's got all against you, why don't you get right with that? See how that mind of Christ is working? You leave your offering. Yeah. He's, ba- he's basically saying, stop playing the game right now. Go get right. And that's a good thing. Amen? Now he's going to dig deeper. Here we go. The other woman. The other. This is one passage. I'm not making this stuff up. Here we go. Jesus keeps on. Here's our scripture. <laughs> 
You've heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. Now, what just said by them of old time, that is the uh, law of God. What commandment is that? It's, it's command number what? Which one? Seven. There you go. Thank you for that. How many do not know the Ten Commandments by heart, by out of order? Let me see. You don't know them out of order. Would you all like me to do that with you sometime so you'll never forget them? I do that for a living. Teach people the Ten Commandments. I do that for a living, okay? Yeah, but I'm going to do that again sometime. Ask me one. Just throw a number at me. Four? Ah, that's a hard one. Number four. Mm, looks like a piece of cheese on a stick. It's got holes in it. Holy cheese. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Didn't you want to, don't you want to learn those? They're fun. Yeah, and I just used the tip. So we'll do that sometime. But number seven is a what? It's an upside down what? It's an upside down putter. In plain country English, it means what? Don't putter around. Yeah, keep your putter in the bag. Sorry about that. Amen. Sorry about that. Yeah. Here's the point. Here's the point. Don't commit adultery. You've heard it said. But now watch what Jesus said. This is huge, guys. Hang in here with me. We're talking about self-righteousness. But I say, Jesus speaking, that whosoever looks on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. Wow, what does that mean? We're going to talk about it. He keeps going now. This is all part of the same thing. If your right eye offend you, pluck it out. To me, that just sounds like this is pretty serious. For it's profitable for thee that one of your members should perish and not your whole body should be cast into hell. Is that pretty, pretty common? We understand that? If your right hand, so the right eye, the right hand offend you, cut it off. But he's talking about adultery and looking at, looking at a woman and lusting and all this kind of stuff. So if your right hand offends you, cut it off, cast it from thee, for it's profitable for thee that one of your members should perish and not that the whole body should be cast into hell. Wow. Then he's still going with the same subject. It's been said, whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. So he's talking about the law of committing adultery. And now he's saying it again, it's been said. I think that word, it's been said, is interesting. He says it twice. It's not that this isn't in the Word of God. It's just so often we, as self-righteous people, we just say things. We say things. We make up things, and we justify ourselves. And I know that might be a little confusing, but I want you to see it. It's been said, whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of what? Y'all with me again? Saving for the cause of what? It causes her to commit adultery. Whosoever shall marry her that's divorced, then commits adultery. I mean, guys, if we don't look at this passage, the whole planet's shot. Okay, let's just go ahead. How many people in here have been divorced in this room? Can you raise your hand with me? 
Okay, it's a lot of us right there. Okay, let's do another one. This is a toughie. How many of you were divorced because your spouse left you for somebody else? My hand's up, my hand's up. That's a toughie, man. This is a tough subject, isn't it? What are you saying to us, Jesus, today about self-righteousness? God says in his word, commandment number seven, say it with me, thou shalt not commit adultery. Guys, today, this is not so much a message. This is a message on self-righteousness. Okay? I just want you to see it. Many in Jesus' day were using the law of divorcement to commit sin. And this is the part you're going to miss if you don't slow down with me and look at this passage. Okay? Jesus said that when you look at a woman to lust after her, you've committed adultery in her heart. But don't be too quick to judge here. Okay? We can see the matter here is a little deeper than meets the what? The eye. I don't know what's on this screen, but we'll we'll do our best, Roger. Religious leaders, they were always what? Help me now. Religious leaders in the day, they were always what? They were always male. Women, you were nothing until Jesus came along. Can we thank the Lord for that? Come on. Until Jesus came along. You were nothing. You were, I hate to tell you that. I hate to tell you that. But Jesus purposely put himself out, was judged because of it, how he loved women, how he treated women, how he chose women to be on his team. Amen? Come on. It's incredible. But religious leaders during this time, they were always male. And these religious leaders, these Pharisees, these Sadducees, these rulers, they were not just looking at women. But they were seriously what? Lusting after women. We saw that in verse 29 where Jesus said it would be better that your eye be plucked out. If he said that, there's some serious looking going on. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm going to go ahead and just say this. I do not think at all that you're abnormal, fellas, if you... Do a double look at a woman in a tea back at Inglewood Beach. Did you hear me what I just said? You might not like me saying that, but it, that's more normal than not. Does that mean when I do that I'm self-righteous? Not necessarily. It means you're a, probably a hot-blooded male. I hate to tell you this. They don't tell you this in church. Okay. But yeah, I mean, but there's something more going on here. But Jesus said, if I look to lust after her, I've committed adultery in my heart. But I want you to really keep this in context. He's talking about self-righteousness. He's really cutting to the chase. He's going after the self-righteous with this, this thing. He's not going after being normal. I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just trying to say there's something deeper here. Isn't it convenient isn't it convenient for us to say if you've lusted, if, if, you're, if you've committed adultery, and I'm sure that has happened in this room, but isn't it convenient to say, well, you just did the same thing I did because you looked at a woman and lusted after her. That's not what Jesus is saying here. Got it or not? It's not the same thing. Got it or not? I don't care what you say. It ain't the same thing. 
to look at a woman, to even be drawn to that woman, ah, God help me, is not the same thing as going down that path and having commitment. It's not the same thing. But keep it in context here. Jesus is talking about us as religious leaders. and you know, He's talking to us as, as Christians. He's wanting us to have a deeper deeper walk here. He's really talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees here. He also, so he says about the eye. Then he says this. We also see it, verse 30 speaks of the what? So he talked about the eyeball. And he talked about the right hand. The right hand in the Bible intimates authority. Judgment. The right hand, we still do it today. Let's shake on it. Right? That means contractual agreements. And these are my words. Hmm. It may even speak of what? Touching. Now, whether you're a big Governor Cuomo fan or not, I'm not. I'm not a Governor Cuomo fan. Never have been. Never have liked him. If you don't like me for that, good. Spell my name right. I don't like his policies. I don't like his uh, thinking. That's me. I don't know what you do, but that's me. But the bottom line is, He's in some hot water. I don't know all the truth, but I know this. That hand can get you in trouble. Even if you are the governor, yes or no? I know I'm all over the place here this morning. You're okay. You probably, I like it when he's sick. But I do want to put a disclaimer out. I am on some medication, so if I say something, put that at the bottom of the screen. Here we go, rise. So we got two things going on here. We got the eyeball and we got the right hand. Whatever the case, Jesus said it would be better to lose your hand than the whole body to be plunged into hell. Okay, so this is a serious situation. Going by the quote... Religious rulers giving the wife a written letter of divorcement to accomplish the goal of fulfilling lust and adultery did not impress Jesus. Now, I want to slow that down a little bit. There was a quote that said, you can give her a letter of divorcement. That is not the Bible. That's something they made up. Oh, no doubt about it. The Bible is, thou shalt not commit adultery. And the Bible is clear on even fornication. But the idea that you can just divorce somebody by giving them a letter of divorcement. Now, that's not the Bible. What that meant, they were being self-righteous. Let's see if, see if we make some sense of this right now. So here, I'm a religious leader in the day, back in the day. I see this hot mama. But you know what I found out of most people that commit adultery? Their wife was better looking. I've had several over the years. What are you thinking? You're an idiot. You know, I mean, I've done this. But let's, for example, here I am, a religious leader. I see this hot mama, and I lust after her big time. And I want to be with her. 
And maybe not only I've been lusting, I've been doing some what? Some what? Go ahead and say it. I've been doing some what? Some touching. I'm going to tell you right now, if you look and lust and you touch, you're probably going for a divorce. But back in the day, they were self-righteous. We're still self-righteous today. But the point of this passage, I know I'm really confusing you, aren't I, John? And you're an educated fellow, aren't you? You're like, I'm an educated man. I don't even understand this guy today. You're going to get it clear. Hang in here with me. So, religious person wants to have his cake and eat it too. Amen. What's he do? Lust, big time. We're not talking about being normal here. We're talking about being fixated on. Got it? And then taking that and moving it to another level. Maybe even involving, why did I say the touching part? Because he really mentions that right hand. But not only, it could, that's just me talking, but it could be the, just, it could be talking about the contractual agreement that you've made with this woman, you know? But the bottom line is they made up a rule. Say make up a rule. They made up a, they made up a rule that said you could divorce your wife as a male because see, males matter, women don't. Back in the day. You've come a long way, baby. You ladies, you've come a long way. But back in the day, so the bottom line is, is that a religious leader or a male, a male, a male, could simply look, lust, I guess touch. She didn't turn him in. Well, she couldn't turn him in because she was nothing, right? Who would they believe, her or him? Him. So basically he could do what he wanted to. Jesus is condemning this. Even though I'm convoluted in my talking today, y'all understanding? Jesus condemned this. He loved women. He loved women. And he loved marriage. And keeping our word. And doing the right thing. He loved humility. For example, Gary sees the girl in the tea bag. I'm just going to use me today. Do you think I ought to keep looking at that direction? you think I ought to get her number? You think Jesus would rather me be humble? Gary, be humble. This isn't right. Be obedient, Gary. Here in the mind of Christ, this isn't right, Gary. This is all a lie, Gary. You're making up a fantasy in your mind, Gary. Why don't you tell the truth and do the right thing, Gary? Right, Ronnie? You see how the mind of Christ can help us out of a bunch of crap? I'm discovering in this series that the mind of Christ is the easy path. Now, what I mean by that, remember that passage where he said, Broad is the way. That leads to destruction, but narrow is the gate. You know what I'm discovering? It's easier to see the door, the gate, and go through the door. Instead of going way over here, 
wham, 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 you can't get through here. Then you try to get up, you're living your life way over here. There's the door the whole stinking time. Behold, I stand at the heart's door and knock. If any man will open that door, I'll come into him and sup with him and he with me. I'm finding the mind of Christ is the easy, not the, oh, I'm persecuted. i got to do what Jesus says. What? To humble yourself? To be obedient? To tell the truth? To be gentle instead of angry? To shut your mouth and not talk about people like a dog? Guys, this is the easier path. Did you hear me or not? The easier path is you see the woman, you look at the woman. Woo! Lord, help me. The easier path is for me not to go down that path. The easier path is the mind of Christ. But what they did was this. They went down that path. Religious. That doesn't mean Christian. It just means self-righteous. They went down that path. They would write a letter of divorcement. Matter of fact, in that culture, they could say, I divorced you three times and you were done. How'd you like that, ladies? I divorced you, I divorced you, I divorced you. You were done. You couldn't say squat to him. You hear me? Does this sound like something Jesus would do? I divorced you, I divorced you, I divorced you. Does that sound like something Jesus would do? He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Nobody can pluck you from my hand. Is that what Jesus said? But see how self-righteous we are. So that's what they would do. They would write a letter of divorcement. They would say it. And they were free to do what? Go be with the other woman and and keep their job. Wonder if Cuomo will keep his job. I know I'm terrible today. He never talks about people like this. Well, sometimes I do. Not trying to be ugly. But I'll tell you one thing that makes the Cuomo situation so bad. is how pompous and self-righteous he was. How pompous and self-righteous he was. And he was the first to seem like to want to run his mouth and put people down and Trump down and the COVID and, and, and all this stuff. And it just really stinks, man. It really stinks when we tend to be self-righteous. It really stinks. And even people that really like you and in your same political party, it stinks to them too. Because self-righteousness, what? It stinks. It stinks. And I know I took some time on this today, and but you know what? This stinks, doesn't it? Here's a good woman... We assume that she's a good woman. She's faithful to her husband. She's a father to the children. I mean, a mother to the children. She does what's right. She ain't perfect. But this stinks, doesn't it? Just because you got it in your whatever to go and see and then you go and do. And it's just not a good situation. Now, guys, don't lose the point. We're here on planet Earth. We have problems in our relationships. That's true. But can we, can we learn Can we learn that self-righteousness really stinks? And he's giving us a vivid example right here, isn't he? I mean, it's pretty pretty graphic, isn't it? Let's keep going, Raji. The point, again, is the same. It's a matter of the what? A matter of the heart. 
God did not give us laws and rules to live by to be manipulated to cover sin. Did y'all hear me? You're screwed up when you use God's Word to cover your sin. God's Word is a mirror. We're to look into that mirror and see our sin. Yes, Ronnie? That's what God's Word is. That's why I need to eat up God's Word so I can see my sin. But if you start making up other rules, church rules, this, that, the other, they don't have the power the Word of God has. You can write things to make yourself feel good. It's crazy. You just think about the church today. I'm talking about church in general, from Catholicism across the board. Religion. It's a mess, isn't it, say? It's crazy. The mind of Christ is our way out. The mind of Christ is that gate, that door. In this crazy world, the mind of Christ. Go through this door, Gary. Right there. Humility. Obedience. Truth. Gentleness. Speaking kindly. The fruits of the Spirit. You just put them there. That's a nice door, isn't it? Good stuff, man. I like this. Jesus thinks self-righteousness and what? Hypocrisy what? Stinks. If it's your first time, guys, I don't have quite the energy I normally have, so give me another try. Righteous or self-righteous? So we talked about the other woman. Got it? Hope I didn't confuse you too bad. Could it be the other man, ladies? Absolutely. This is a two-sided... Don't miss the point. Don't use rules to cover up your sin. Don't do that. He did it with the offering. He started to try out gentle with you. He started a little gentle. Got the offering. Leave your offering. Go get right with the one, the brother that's got a little awkward. And then he hit the hammer, didn't he? Hammer, hammer time. Hammer time. And don't forget, he's talking to the religious leaders when he's doing this mess. It's rough. Hammer time. You. You. The religious leaders, you've made my father's house a den of thieves. Isn't that what he said? Now you understand better why he's flipping tables and mess. It was a little more than meets the eye here. A lot of mess going on. And so hammer time. Don't you use thou shalt not commit adultery. And you add your little rules to it so you can be with a little sweet thing down the hall. Excuse me. And ladies, that's for you as well. Amen? The mind of Christ, humble, obedient, self-sacrificing, the cross, amen? Sometimes it's painful. That's okay. If it's the right thing, it's the right thing, amen? Number four, we'll quit with this one. The oath, O-A-T-H. This one's a little nicer, a little simpler. Again, you've heard it's been said by them of old time. Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but you shall perform unto the Lord your what? Your oath. But I say unto you, swear not at all. Jesus speaking. Neither by heaven, for it is God's throne. Neither by the earth, for it is his footstool. Don't By Jerusalem, because this is what they would do. By Jerusalem, for it's the city of the great king. Neither shalt thou swear by your head, because you can't make one hair white or black. <clears throat> I love this scripture. Say it with me. But let your 
Communication B. Yay. Nay. For whatsoever is more than these two comes evil. We're talking about thinking like Jesus. We learning anything in the craziness? Jesus said, the law says perform our oaths. Okay? Jesus then said, don't even make them. What is he talking about? He's making my head spin. Perform your oath, but don't make them. Uh, uh, what am I doing? Perform your oath, okay, but don't make them. Uh. This statement seems to be what? Contradictory. But it really is not contradictory. Let's try to dig a little deeper. Keep in mind, he's talking about self-righteousness here. Scripture, a lot of times, is given, make us think, make us learn. The self-righteous use oaths, and, and this, is, this is my writing, this is my quote. When we're self-righteous, we use oaths. In our language, we use swear. We swear. I'm not talking about swear words. Here's what I mean. The self-righteous use oaths. Swearing to God. Let's go, back to the, let's go back to the other woman thing. Are you having anything else to do with a, another woman? No, I swear to God. Are you, you sure you're not having anything to do with that other woman? No, I swear on a stack of Bibles. And then when they start to put the hammer down on you, start to get close now, screws down. This is when we pull out mama. You shoo your hand some dude out of the woman? I swear on my mama's grave. This is what self-righteous people do. We think if we swear and put passion and emphasis behind our words... You'll believe us. Jesus says, this is all bull. Y'all hear me or not? I like this. I'm learning. It gives the idea when we swear, I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. Let's do a quick thing. How many of you knew you're lying like a dog, but you sweared you wasn't before? Let me see some hands. Anybody go put your hand up? Man, I swore. I swore. How many were good at it? You were convincing. Can I see some hands? I was convincing. You even told God that. See there? When we're self-righteous, Ronnie, we'll not even tell the people we love and the people that believe in us. We'll, even go, we'll get so self-righteous, we'll tell God that. That was before Christ, yeah. But we still can do that even after Christ. That's the fight, isn't it? Jesus said our yes ought to be yes and our no ought to be no. People ought to be able to trust you and trust your word. You ought not have to be self-righteous. And I'm going to go back to Cuomo again. I've not seen a worse press conference ever in my life, hardly. Where, you know, it's a different culture, man. And my whole staff, we need to learn better. And even me. Your staff might be fine. You might need to take the course. There's just, it's just something about, it's come on, man. 
Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. If you did it, you did it. If you didn't do it, you didn't do it. I understand. I'm not just talking about Cuomo. I'm talking about us. Wouldn't it be nice if we could live, have the mind of Christ where we just tell the stinking truth? Amen. And do the right thing. Just do the right thing. Praise the Lord. This is what Jesus is trying to say. This makes people sick. Because unfortunately, people will believe you. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? I mean, let's bring it back to Gary. People will believe me, Gary. You have a place of authority. People will believe you, Gary. Tell the truth. Let your yea be yea. Here's the way I look at it. I'm just going to say it like it is because it's probably just a matter of time you won't like me anyway. So why should I pussyfoot around? At least you'll say, well, I know him. You might not like him, but hey, at least he says what he says and he means what he says. Now, I can always work on my kindness side and all that stuff. I get that. But, but we need to be people of our word. Amen. Say. You hearing the message today? And Jesus is trying to help us reach our community. And we're done almost. He's trying to help us reach people for Christ. This, this kind of crap kills people. We live our life any way we want. We hurt people. We hurt our wife. We hurt our husband. And yet, look at us. We still got our religious positions and authority in church. And our, and our mission was to reach people for Christ. And they're smart. And they know when you're full of bull. And so they don't want to come. Amen? And then we lie to them. Yeah, but, you know, really, man. Yeah, but you said so much, and now it's not. What, what, hey, what's up? The world, they don't like that. Amen? We need to be different. We need to have the mind of Christ. That's what I'm seeing. Should we ever lie, yes or no? No! We shouldn't have to emphasize I'm telling the truth. Why not just be a person of truth? Say, no, really, man, really, man. It gets so tiring to talk to people like this. It wears me out. And I'm from the country. We know you lying. I'm from Rockingham. When you've come from being a sinner, you can understand sin. This is awful. We shouldn't have to emphasize I'm telling the truth by swearing or pledging some kind of oath. Our commitment to serve the Lord and live for Him ought to be all that's needed. How are we doing over here, doctor? You got the message? Pretty clear? It's like that's the way we were raised in the country, wasn't it? Isn't that the truth? Tell the truth. If you give somebody your word, then we honor our word. Even if it what? Even if it hurts us. Yes, amen. Honor our word, even if it hurts us. You think Jesus, that's what he'd be? Sure, sure. Yes is yes, no is no. We don't need to impress our or justify ourselves by doing what? Now, swearing is not 
GD and doing things. It's not that, guys. It's You know what it is, right? You're as good as your what? Roger, are we almost done? Thank you. You're killing me, man. I'm sick. We were building our building here. And I'll quit with this. And I had a man and his wife come see me in my office. And I loved these people. I loved them. I did. And so they came to me with the sole purpose of trying to talk me into borrowing money for our building. I guess something got in their crawl. It did take time. It took us nine years before we got in. I get that. But they basically said, uh, they also told me there was about 100 people, 100 people, <laughs> praying right now as, I, as they had this meeting with me. Of course, I didn't know what the meeting was about. Now I'm dumbfounded. So I got people I like. And now there's a hundred people out there praying. They're friends, close people, I imagine. People I probably also like a lot. You know what I mean? And he said this to me. He said, I understand keeping your word. He said, because I'm a man of my word. And I'd given my word we would do this debt free. You understand? And he said to me, he said, I understand keeping your word. I'm a man of my word. He said, but sometimes you just do things that are, we just make commitments and things that are stupid. Yeah. But you know what? You know what guided me to know I would not only lose him, but probably a hundred people, good people. What guided me was my word. Doesn't make me a great guy, guys. Let your yea be yea, your nay be nay. Yeah, maybe maybe the church would have liked it. Maybe the church wouldn't have liked the pressure and we're just having to stay at the high school another two years or whatever. And it's funny, they didn't really even help set up at the high school. We were other people were doing all the work. They're still coming and sitting on their rear end. That's another story, but that's beside the point. But the point is is that long story short is that, you know, they left. And others left. And it hurt me. hurt my heart. But at least we're here debt-free now. And I have my word, you know, and we can be people of truth. Amen. People of truth. And it doesn't mean they're bad people, guys. I, I could see myself doing the same daggum thing. You know what I'm saying? I could see me doing the same thing. It's not about that. It's just sometimes, man, what are you going to do? You're only as good as your what? You're only good as your word. Is God's word good? Isn't it funny how we try to tell it, take, make, make, make like this don't, ain't really what it means. No, God's word means what it means. Amen? Do you mean what your word means? Is your word good, Raj? Help me finish, please. Thank you. Let's thank the Lord for his word this morning. I know I was all over the place. Praise the Lord. Let's stand on up. Amen.